Today is Friday, December the 15th, 2023, and this is a Daily Inc. update. It appeared that the U.S. House was going to consider two separate standalone bills regarding the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act and its reauthorization. The one bill would have kept the status quo, while the other bill, coming from the House Judiciary Committee, would have placed stricter requirements in how federal agents could go about getting approval to spy on Americans, as was done against Donald Trump. Instead, both of those bills were withdrawn by the Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. And the Reauthorization Act was put back into the National Defense Authorization Act for 2024. Section 702 has been reauthorized until April of next year. More conservative congressmen tried to rally Republicans to oppose the FISA renewal, including Kentucky Senator Rand Paul, who argued on the Senate floor that the whole FISA issue was not germane to the defense budget and should not have been inserted into that bill. If you call a merchant in England or text a family member in Germany or email a friend in Israel, the feds can seize and search your communications without permission, without a warrant, and without due process. But that's not all. The federal spies can then capture all the communications of the person you subsequently reached out to and all the persons they reached out to. It goes on and reaches its tentacles out such that it gathers millions of communications. Imagine a senator or congressman who talks to a prime minister overseas, their communications in the database. To allow this to happen, imagine all of the people who are international business that make international phone calls, their phone calls are in the database. And it'd be one thing if we were just collecting this to look at terrorist activity, but no, we let the FBI search any American's name in there. They can go in there under any pretext. We told the FBI, you have to list why you're searching the name, and they didn't do it. They actually go around some of the rules by saying, oh, let's search 10,000 things and call one query. We cannot trust them. You cannot trust the Fox to be in charge of the hen house. We need controls, and Congress needs to do their job. We had five years to think about this. It comes up, and we're just going to airdrop it in and say, sorry, we haven't had time to think about this. We don't have time to reform it. We don't care about Americans' privacy. Two IRS whistleblowers testified to Congress once again over the loans that were supposedly given out by Joe Biden to various family members who then repaid him with checks. Gary Shapley and Joseph Ziegler were in front of the House Ways and Means Committee on December 5th. They say they've not been able to find any origination of loans from Joe Biden to those family members that would explain the checks that were being sent back to him with loan repayment being written in the check memo line. Both IRS whistleblowers told Congress that Joe Biden was paid hundreds of thousands of dollars in these checks that were marked as repayments, but the original lump amount of loan money supposedly coming from Joe Biden has never been found and that a normal and legitimate loan would have some sort of financial transaction to prove it. The White House is accusing the chairman of the House Oversight Committee of deception over the whole issue, and they're refusing to release any financial documents that would verify the supposed loans coming from Joe and their subsequent payback. This past Wednesday, Hunter Biden held a press conference and denied his father had any involvement in his financial dealings. Hunter then went on to not show up for a deposition with the House Oversight Committee. This week, the U.S. Supreme Court agreed to take up a January 6th case involving three defendants who are challenging the application of a federal law by prosecutors regarding their involvement in the January 6th Capitol protest, in particular the federal law against obstruction of justice. Constitutional law expert Alan Dershowitz says the rulings from this case 
will very likely apply to the charges that are against Donald Trump coming from special counsel Jack Smith. Dershowitz spoke on Newsmax. And I think the court will render a ruling um, in which it says that the the indictments of many of the people went too far by charging obstruction of justice. Uh, it doesn't uh, apply to everybody, but I think it probably does apply to President uh, uh, Trump. He, too, as a citizen, had the right to um, petition his government for what he believed was a redress of grievances. He was wrong, in my view, but that doesn't affect his legal claim of acting under the First Amendment. So I think the Supreme Court may very well render a ruling that helps former President Trump, helps my client, and helps many others who were swept up in this. It's very important that everybody be treated as individuals. If you did something, if you went in there and you destroyed property deliberately, that's one thing. But if you simply objected to the way in which the votes were counted, even if you were wrong, that's a complete defense under the Constitution. Well, heroes still abound throughout the U.S., and a Christmas hero is one of the best stories to hear about at this time of the year. In the Iowa Capitol building, for some reason, state leaders have completely capitulated to the satanic temple in that state and have allowed the Satanists to place a statue of Baphomet, which is a transgender goat god, in the rotunda alongside with other Christmas tributes like the nativity scene. The Baphomet creature holds a holiday wreath with a pentagram in the center. Michael Cassidy is a former military jet pilot and a devout Christian, and he couldn't stand it anymore when he saw that statue. He tore it down and beheaded the head of the goat, crushing it. Cassidy says that his conscience is held captive to the word of God and not to bureaucratic decree, and so he acted. Cassidy did turn himself in to police afterwards to face charges of criminal mischief, The Satanic Temple did say they plan to press charges, which is truly rich in irony, to be sure, since there are no rules to follow in Satanism except to make up the ones you want as you go. So honestly, how can they be upset or demand some sort of adherence to rules that they don't follow themselves? National Story Updates have been brought to you by Open Inc., a website that is a repository of documents for those who like deep digging, critical thinking, and true journalism where the facts speak for themselves. Up next, a preview of what is coming and what is available on the Open Inc. website. There is a video that is circulating on Twitter or X, the social media platform, that involves Vivek Ramaswamy, who is a Republican primary presidential candidate for 2024. Ramaswamy is speaking on a CNN town hall about comments that he's made in the past during some of those debates regarding January 6th being a form of entrapment by federal agents. Here's his conversation with the CNN moderator. It gets pretty hairy at times because she continues to interrupt him and won't let him present his series of facts. But nevertheless, it is very telling how he has changed his position when it comes to January 6th compared to where he stood three years ago. If you had told me it's close to three years ago that January 6th, 2021 happened, if you had told me three years ago, back when I was a biotech CEO, not steeped in this world, I was just consuming passive media, but was focused on my world of developing medicines. If you had told me that January 6th was in any way an inside job, the subject of government entrapment, I would have told you that was crazy talk. Fringe conspiracy theory nonsense. 
I can tell you now, having gone somewhat deep in this, it's not. I mean, the reality is this. We do have a government, first of all, we have to acknowledge that has lied to us systematically over the last several years about the origin of COVID-19, about the Hunter Biden laptop that we were told was false by 51 CIA experts and otherwise before we now know that it was true. You can go straight down the list, the Trump-Russia disinformation collusion hoax, all of it. Now we come to January 6th. The reality is we know that there were federal law enforcement agents in that field. We don't know how many. I think it's Mr. shameful. Ramos, if, if I may finish this answer. Well, let me this just, is, this is I, really I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and interrupt you here because because I know this, that the establishment were, doesn't approve of this message. I know that this, there were federal we should agents. Be able to talk about this. You're saying that there were federal this is, agents. This is important to talk about. This, you this are saying there were federal agents in the pad on, on, yes. on January 6th. Yep. There is no evidence that there were federal agents in the crowd on January so, 6th. So why before Congress, when pressed on what the number was, they didn't say there were none. They just couldn't so say there, how many there were. So you're saying that there's no, that you have not seen evi- any evidence so that we've there seen were. Multiple, and so we've seen multiple informants suggesting that there were. We know people were, we know people were FBI informants who were asking. Is there any evidence? May I just finish there, this me, and then well, you can me, come back and question me. Well, let me clarify. I know it's very uncomfortable for you. I'm going to clarify my question I know question this is an uncomfortable issue for many people, but you, we have to do the truth here. I'm going to clarify my question because I want to make sure that you understand what I'm asking. I understand this. Deeply. And I told you, I was where working three years the, ago. I'm not there now. Where is the evidence? Yes. Where is the evidence that the government had a plot, so an inside I, job? But no, no, no I'm going to tell you what inside job is because I'm not going to, I'm not violence on January 6th. Where I'm not going to let you put words in my that? mouth. I'm going to put my words in my mouth. And I'm going to tell you what, what I mean by that. Where is the evidence that the government was involved Entrapment. in planning or executing okay. January 6th? Where so I'm going to give you, I'm going to give you hard facts. And, and if I may, Abby, I know this is going to be a little uncomfortable. But we're going we're, we're gonna to go through this and you can, and you can, you can push Just back on it. The evidence. And you can push back on that. And let's do this fairly. Why did they suppress footage of now what's been released? 200 hours of footage of shooting rubber bullets into that crowd, shooting tear gas into that crowd. You didn't see that before. You saw what the response was to that. Uh, now you see footage coming out of actually rolling out the red carpet for Capitol Mr. Police allowing people in, again, right through the front door. The vast door. majority I mean, of that footage evidence should have been released shows, before, Abby. Mr. Ramaswamy, the vast majority been of the before. footage shows and my police officers is this. being overrun and, and I want to talk about one more by case. violent really riders. That's yeah, what I'm going to give you some hard facts. Of it shows. So what, here's what entrapment you can't is. Cherry no, no, pick. I'm not cherry picking. You if cannot, I may finish, Abby. If I may finish, Abby. I'm not cherry picking. Examples. To the contrary. To the you country, you know who cherry picked example. You know who cherry picked the government. That, that is what happened. The government cherry picked 12 hours of footage when there was 200 hours of footage. The cherry picking was the government, not me. Release so, the whole thing. And let me let me just finish one thing too, because this is super important as a topic. So when you, when, I think this is a civil libertarian issue of our time. When we Gresham talking, Whitmer's kidnapping. I want to keep. It, I want to be really clear on this, because it's the same issue in the same FBI, same even part of the FBI. Three people who were in an alleged plot to kidnap Gretchen Whitmer were acquitted at the end of trial. Because it was entrapment. That is, government agents put them up to do something they otherwise wouldn't have done. They gave them credit cards with spending limits of up to $5,000, encouraged them to buy munitions, plan something they weren't otherwise willing to plan. So much so, and I want people at home to know this, especially CNN viewers to know this, is that one of the jurors went to those defendants and apologized afterwards, gave him a hug, apologized, seeing what the government had put a poor guy up to who had to go to some Mexican restaurant across the street to get hot water. These people were exploited with credit cards up to $5,000, FBI agents, putting them up to a kidnapping plot that we were told was true but was entrapment. 14, Same thing with the Capitol Police, people Mr. letting them Ramaswamy, in freely. Many of those people Mr. then being Mr. charged. Ramaswamy, look, the government cannot I, put you up I to do something and then charge Ramaswamy, you for it. Look, That's wrong. I don't want to have to.
And as mentioned on yesterday's report, here is a snippet of Greg Phillips speaking on the 1819 News podcast with Brian Dawson about the lawfare that he has been engaged in, along with Catherine Engelbrecht, surrounding elections in various states, including Georgia. We've got, I think we have five or six lawsuits still open right now. Uh, we had a three-week trial. Stacey Abrams and Mark Elias sued us in Georgia in 2020 uh, and 2021 over uh, 364,000 ineligible voters that we helped citizens over their challenge, um, which is interesting. But what's really interesting about it, Brian, is that, that 67,284 of those people voted in November of 2020. Only 67,000. 67,000 voted. <laughs> 45,000 of them or so voted in, in the runoff in January of 2020, wow. 2021. And so rather than trying to fix the problem, they sue us to try to shut us up. Yep. And that's where we are. So, so we went through this two or three week trial over there. It was kind of a mess. God bless Catherine and everything she, she goes through it through the vote because it was, it was nightmarish. Yeah. I mean, we spent a couple million dollars, I think, on that lawsuit alone. We've got another one related to a two second clip of a, a video from our surveillance camera that got into the movie. The person in the clip had, he had a mask on. We didn't identify him. The movie didn't identify him. I didn't even know who he was till he came out and said who he was. Yeah. Um, and now they're suing us. So there's a defamation suit over that. Our was com- he one of the people stuffing the ballot boxes? Yes, but not, but didn't rise to the level of being a mule. Yeah. So we had a pretty strict standard on for the movie on on mules, and that yeah. would be more than ten times to a drop box, and then I think more than four times. And, and that's the, one of the things I want to point out about two thousand mules. You you guys, it was the most conservative estimates ever. You're like right. you in order to be a mule, you have to go to ten boxes. It's right. like actually two would technically make you one. But you guys said no ten, right? Because we want to show you how outlandish this is, and you guys like broke it, like came back in as close as you could, and with the most conservative estimates based off all the data you had, even the most conservative estimates was enough to push the election over. Right. 242 people went to 10 or more drop boxes during the election. And also they had to have been to, um, I think it was three, maybe four of the nonprofits. So not only did they go to the 10 drop boxes, but those same people went to the nonprofits three or four times. Yeah. And, and you we can't even make this stuff up. So anyway, our, unfortunately, part of our, our lives these days is really centered around, most of our lives these days is really centered around all these lawsuits. I'll play more of Greg from that podcast starting next Monday. Thanks for listening to this Daily Inc. update.